Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have a winning week to cover. Uh, We nearly were undefeated since our last recording, but not to come off too superstitious, but I feel like we were partially jinxed by the Bucks broadcast, but admittedly, I should probably take some of the blame myself. Uh, you know, I had a, a long weekend, actually, with the holidays. I was supposed to have a four-day weekend previously. That turned into a three-day weekend because of my day job. I mean, that's fine. I'd, I'd love a four-day work week. Um, 52 uh, times out of 52, if I could. But then I had a four-day uh weekend this past weekend yet i still uh ended up recording well now on uh tuesday january 4th and uh yeah had i um had a little more foresight done a bit more planning i probably could have squeezed in a day sooner uh to record here and update all the listeners out there but you know yeah you run into days where the bucks are playing and it can be tough to uh to you know record edit the show and then also squeeze in the viewing of the game at least that's my excuse for uh pushing it off another day here and of course when i when i wait an extra day or so to record the bucks uh end up falling to the detroit pistons uh Credit to them for uh, for beating the Bucks uh, last night, Monday, January third, uh, as we had uh, all of our usual starters uh, since Game Two. Of course, still no Brook Lopez out indefinitely uh, due to uh, the back surgery, but yeah, definitely. Uh, disappointing close to the basketball week. Uh, but besides that, the Bucks uh, started off the week since my last recording uh, 3-0. and uh, However, against pretty easy competition. Again, with all due respect, it's an NBA team. But in comparison to the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks... Um, the Bucks took care of business as expected against the Magic two games in a row and then against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this time they were without Jonas Valanciunas and uh, and Brandon Ingram, I believe. Last time we played the Pelicans, they actually defeated us in um, that, I think it was overtime as well. There might have been a Drew Holiday career high involved but we were without uh, some of our usual suspects as well so 
all in all, a successful week, as I said, but, you know, I'm, it would have particularly felt sweet to go undefeated considering the competition, but I digress. Um, in the first game against the Hawks, excuse me, not the Hawks, the Magic, I don't know where that came from, but... Uh, I actually happened to uh, have to miss uh, the first three quarters of this game because uh, of the old day job. Of course, uh, year end is always a trying time for um, you know jobs in finance. So I happen to be in the office for a uh, personal record until seven thirty. So. I had uh, sped back to my parents' house to catch the final quarter. Uh, luckily, the I saw the Bucks score ahead of time. They had a lead as large as 29 points in the early going, so I wasn't really sweating it from the office as I was catching the quarter-by-quarter quarter scores. Uh, I did, however, get to see Franz Wagner finish off the game with a career-high 38 points. He um, is funny with... Um, I don't know. There was an NBA.com update shortly after this game, and it seemed like just from uh, just from this game alone, I'm sure he's done he's done well outside of these Bucks games. But seeming to put him on the, on the map as he leapfrogged uh, a couple guys and uh, climbed all the way to number one in the NBA rookie ladder. Uh, he and Josh Giddy. It was just announced today. Those two won NBA. Uh, rookies of the month. Uh, I forget exactly who the players of the month were, but not particularly notable for uh, Bucks fans. But now that it's on the mind, I'm going to quick jump to my Twitter notifications. I know one was Donovan Mitchell. Oh, and the second was Joel Embiid. And uh, no qualms. not a real award so not gonna get bent out of shape for uh lack of Giannis recognition so um I did get to see a nasty uh Franz Wagner Euro step and floater over uh Giannis Antetokounmpo which um you know will definitely stick in my mind for a bit as it was kind of my first glimpse at uh the potential that this guy has I know he had some uh some some uh huge thunderous dunks earlier this year as well but uh that was the first time I had seen him outside of the highlights uh I remember Franz also had a had a real funky unorthodox uh Drew Holiday-esque step back corner 3 in our second uh contest against the Magic as well that that I'll remember for a bit here but uh, but yeah, obviously I wasn't necessarily taking notes just for the last quarter of this game and I didn't feel the need to given that, uh, we finished, uh, comfortably with a 127-110 victory over the Magic, uh, exactly a week from today, last Tuesday, uh, December 28th, Giannis posted, uh, 28.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 
in 29 minutes, shooting 10 of 19 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, and 7 of 10 from the line. Um, and I'm just going down chronologically here. Uh, some news that came from the Athletics, uh, Sham Sharania, uh, revealed that the NBA adopted uh, uh, CDC guidance of five-day isolation exit for COVID-positive individuals outside of team environment. Um, there's some real interesting wording uh, in this one. I doubt I'll be able to get to it quickly enough on my phone here, but it is, it is worded pretty awkwardly because the, uh, you know, the wording uh, even stated that um, players can pretty much do whatever they want, even, even if they tested positive for COVID uh, within five days. They even mentioned being able to interact with people um, outside of the team. And uh, just the worrying sounded a bit irresponsible, but uh, nevertheless, to return to team activities, uh, players after they test positive must isolate for uh, six days and meet the testing requirements or uh, register two negative tests. Um, there's some other news about, about this from Woj as well. We'll see if I can uh, get to it in time here, but I didn't even write it down. I sort of I chuckle to myself again with this because... I get it up on my phone here. Uh, Woj reported uh, at 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve that the NBA and Players Association have agreed to new protocols that would allow COVID-positive players to clear isolation after five days if CT values are above 30. Um, the lower threshold from seven days, um, excuse me, um, the prior threshold was uh, was uh, clearing isolation after seven days if CT values are uh, 35. And I don't even know what uh, CT values are. Um, cycle threshold. Thank you, Google. Regardless, uh, some not-so-fun facts about COVID-19... Um, as it pertains to the NBA. Um, speaking of which, uh, Woj reported uh, just before the second uh, Magic game of the week that Simi Ojale had entered the COVID-19 uh, protocols. So did not see much of him, uh, which uh, most Bucks fans probably we're okay with uh, I want to say all due respect to Sami Ojale, but uh, pretty clear shade there. Um, and uh, that kind of ties into with the latest uh, Bucks injury report that I got from uh, uh, the Athletic Eric Names Twitter for uh, tomorrow's game. Um, Wednesday game, January 5th against the Raptors, um, in which um, Thanasis and Nuwara 
are also currently in health and safety protocols, but questionable along with semi-ogelay for tomorrow. Um, I knew that uh, the broadcast mentioned uh, why Jordan was away from the team uh, for last night's game against the Pistons, and that was due to health and safety. I think Thanasis may have hit it sooner um, because I remember there being some goofy comments from Giannis explaining uh, what his uh, what his quarantine starter pack was, um, but my guess would be that Nawara is the latest entry to the COVID nineteen protocols because uh, Jordan actually had a pretty exceptional game against the uh, Pelicans on New Year's Day. Uh, the guy dropped twenty three points. And four rebounds in 18 minutes, nine of 11 shooting uh, from the field, five of seven from three. Uh, didn't get to the line at all, but and he also this time he didn't end up uh, he didn't end up breaking breaking anyone's ankles and uh, making them stumble out of bounds like the game I had been to and celebrating in their face, but. It's okay. Perfection can't uh, be the standard for everyone. <laughs> I enjoyed a. I really enjoyed hearing the response to uh, Lockdown Bucks uh, and their reaction to Noir's celebration and Armani Brooks' face that I had seen in person. And uh, uh, basically, their takeaway was that is that Jordan probably is not nearly established enough to be able to be so disrespectful. Um, <laughs> so they had suggested maybe Jordan could rein it in a little bit uh, when hopefully he he breaks another dude's ankles in due time. But, and yeah, it's hard, it's hard for me to disagree with that. But I, I, I enjoyed it uh, selfishly myself when I had finally returned back to the game and uh, speaking of which I'll get into more uh, detailed game action here um, for when I was actually able to watch more than 12 minutes of basketball for the first time this week this was um, Buck's second game against the Magic and it was even more impressive um, with a 136-118 victory the Bucks. Avoided a Franz Wagner revenge game and took care of business. Uh, Giannis dropped 33 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. Franz Wagner, respectable 20 points and 3 rebounds by the end of this one, but uh, not the same as uh, Tuesday night. Uh, the Bucks starters in this one were Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Bobby Portis. And uh, the Magic starters were a uh, familiar face in Tim Frazier. Uh, RJ Hampton, we're familiar with him from his uh, from uh, the disple- displeased look he had um, after being drafted by, well, a bit of a cir- circuitous path, of course, that I know I've talked about on here, but I was also explaining to my parents on Thursday how the pick that he was selected with it was uh 
round 24. It was originally the Bucks, but it had been traded to the Pelicans in the Drew Holiday trade, and then they had moved they had moved that one to the Nuggets. So I think we've argued in the past that uh perhaps he wasn't he wasn't upset about going to uh Milwaukee, but perhaps it was uh perhaps he just wasn't happy with not knowing exactly uh where he would be and just not being happy with uh being traded and whatnot. Or maybe he was upset with going to uh to New Orleans because he do about that pick, but again, I'll get over it as uh, he's with the Magic at this point. Um, <clears throat> on the opening possession of this contest, Giannis would swat uh, Franz Wagner. The Bucks would also start out the game shooting four of eight from three before uh, the Magic even uh, even sunk their first shot from beyond the arc. And the Bucks led after the first quarter, 32-24. to 24. Uh, Giannis with 7 points and 4 rebounds to Gary Harris's 7 points and 2 assists. One interesting point from the broadcast was that uh, Gary Harris had um, had a much better than expected game on the, on the offensive end. And the broadcast um, thought that Get, thought that Harris looked pretty pretty comfortable attacking uh, Grayson Allen, and it was it was a matchup that uh, Harris believed he could take advantage of. Probably not something I expected to hear, but uh, but the numbers don't lie to you. There, Harris is a pretty strong, stout guard. He had gained that reputation um, in his early years with the Nuggets, and then uh, got that pretty contract in Denver and then um, never quite lived up to it but he can still have have a two-way impact and he's a guy um, I mean I think I think the magic should uh, value him if if they um, plan to hold on to any veterans at all but he along with uh, Taryn Ross and our old friend and uh, Robin Lopez uh, are guys that I think uh, the magic do eventually have a fire sale uh for all of their uh veterans which they very well could um other uh playoff and playoff hopeful teams should have interest in guys like that by the way before i forget going off on a new tangent um it was uh just the most adorable uh video this must have been uh leading up to the first magic game where wesley matthews and Giannis Antetokounmpo attacked uh robin lopez uh in a wwe-esque uh, battle uh clearly fake and staged uh um but still very uh wholesome content that that I love to see um with our guy Robin and Robin did get to eat a little bit I watched um just before recording the highlights for the first magic game that I didn't uh get to see live and Robin did get some of his patented uh impossible hook shots over uh Bobby and Boogie but 
he was not uh, active in game two. I don't know exactly why that is. Uh, health and safety protocols are as good a guess as any at this point, but uh, hopefully not. Praying for our guy, Robin. And uh, yeah, seeing seeing his uh, WWE matchup with uh, Wes and Giannis uh, probably, probably was one of the few things getting me through last Tuesday in the office uh, as I nearly had to uh, go puff a cot for underneath my desk. Anyhow, back into the game action. Giannis uh, himself did get blocked to start the second quarter, uh, but he would uh, make up for that by uh, punching home a lob from Chris Middleton. Unfortunately, uh, Mo Wagner would respond with a pump fake and and a dunk uh, shortly uh, after in the second quarter. And uh, Dante and Pat also... Missed some bunnies in the second quarter that made things uh, a little uh, uncomfortable uh, for the time being. I don't know if the feeling was uh, was just slightly different because I got to because uh, I actually got to see uh, every second of this battle. But then again, I think I think around halftime the previous game. I looked down at my phone and we there was about a uh, twenty-eight point lead by the Bucks. So I will say another side tangent. Um, Mo Wagner is a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, he is. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be a guy that that the NBA um, believes. Uh, can have can have a real impact on a winning team um, up to this point, uh, but who knows if that can change? Uh, I don't know. I just have a lot of fun watching him. He really he really surprises me every time. Every time I turn on the tube and see him, because he's he's a real big dude, uh, seven feet tall. But at least on offense, he's quite agile, and he had several moments where he was. Uh, where where he was even attacking from the from the three point line and that's just not something you typically see from from seven footers so I am rooting for him in uh, some regard for for a non Bucks player but you know as I near the end of this tangent it also uh, kind of strikes me that uh, Giannis and Franz or not Franz uh, Franz's brother Mo whom I just profess my love for, uh, Giannis headbutted Mo in the bubble, which uh, I believe led to a suspension for Giannis in one of those uh, closing regular season bubble games, if I remember correctly, but that's so long ago. And uh, either way, um, it's just interesting to note those because you know, Giannis is clearly a very uh, imposing player who demands a lot of the attention from from the other team's defense. And, um, you know, you tend to give stars the benefit of the doubt, uh, as teammates of, of LeBron and Giannis would say. I'm actually directly quoting Kyle Korver here that you play against him and you think, man, this guy gets every foul call. But then you play with him and then you and then you think that he gets that he gets no foul calls. So, uh Basically, 
I'm hard pressed to ever think that Giannis is is in the wrong for anything. So maybe his headbutt to Mo Wagner was justified, and uh, you know maybe I should root for some other guys uh, that aren't on the Bucks instead of him first. Um, either way, the Bucks had a 63 to 51 lead at half. Uh, Chris had 15 points and three assists to Franz Wagner's eight point, but the Magic would go on a 12-0 run, actually from around the 10 and a half to the uh, 8:15 mark in the third quarter, leading to a Bud timeout. Um, and the disappointment wouldn't quite end there for the third quarter, as uh, Wendell Carter Jr. would jam it on Giannis's head, and. Uh, and uh, also to start the third, the uh, the Magic made six of their first uh, eight three-point attempts to the Bucks making only two of their first eight uh, three-point attempts. But uh, soon enough, the Bucks would respond with a 10-0 run from around the four to the two-and-a-half-minute mark. Helped the Bucks that... At around this same point later on in the third quarter, uh, the Bucks were converting from the free throw line whenever they'd get there. Uh, as a team, through nearly three quarters, they were shooting 92% from the foul line to uh, the magic 72% from the free throw stripe. And Boogie would close out the third with a timely, timely block and a dunk after getting uh, mixed up with Mo Wagner, there is. I knew. Uh, <laughs> I knew we'd have we'd have another great uh, Mo Wagner moment uh, in this one to remember him by, if I remember correctly. I did see some tweets uh, from Bucks Twitter about this maybe being one of Boogie's uh, most uh, spry looking con- uh, contests that we've seen yet this season. After three quarters, the Bucks still held on to their comfortable yet not quite insurmountable uh, 11-point lead, 96 to 85. Uh, Drew Holiday was leading the Bucks after three with 18 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Meanwhile, um, uh, Gary Harris had his 17 points and three assists after three quarters. Uh, again, noting the matchup between uh, Harris and Allen. Grayson would make up for that later on after after Giannis would score two two baskets in a row and he'd then find uh, Grayson Allen for three. Grayson would hit an even more memorable corner three later on, but uh, more importantly, Giannis would get back at Carter for uh, being postered by him earlier in the game. Um, as uh, Giannis would uh, swat Carter at the rim. Um, fortunately, Wendell Carter would sink a wide open three before Chris would respond with a jumper from the free throw line. Chris um, really started to heat up by midway through the fourth quarter after he had gone scoreless uh, in the third quarter in that up and down period for the Bucks. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out uh, I had to go to the highlights to remember which game this was in, but we had yet another Valley Oop uh, reenactment in this contest. Uh, 
Speaking of guys looking spry, Drew Holiday would uh would deflect would deflect a pass to uh, R.J. Hampton and then beat Hampton uh, to the ball, um, gaining possession um, from the Bucks' left corner, uh, just like in the Valley Oop, where you'd think uh, clearly Drew would Drew would just uh, shoot the transition three, but of course Giannis comes sprinting down the court. And uh, and we'd see uh, an emphatic valley oop yet again from uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And although the Bucks had that slight lead throughout most of the game, with uh, with a little more bumps along the way than the first game, uh, the Bucks would win by 18 uh, at the final buzzer. Giannis with 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists to Franz Wagner's 20 points and 3 rebounds. And then uh, after the Thursday night uh, contest, Bucks fans... Might have been ready to see the last of the magic for a little bit, but um, again, the competition wouldn't be the most formidable on New Year's Day uh, with the Pelicans missing both uh, Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas, not to mention Zion Williamson. But uh, perhaps the most memorable because... Giannis posted his 35-point triple-double in 30 minutes on New Year's Day. Uh, I believe this was the very first game of the day, uh, 5.30 tip, uh, which maybe maybe would have thrown off, thrown off some uh, hungover viewers out there, but... Um, but the Bucks really uh, put on a show to make up for the uh, for the irregular time slot, uh, I think this one was on NBA, t- NBA TV as well. So maybe we had uh, a couple more uh, Bucks viewers than normal. Bucks stars in this one were Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Bobby Portis. You'll note that Chris Middleton was out in this one. Thankfully, not due to health and safety protocols, but he was out for personal reasons. I uh, hadn't heard anything beyond that, but uh, I'll mind my damn business there uh, with the personal reasons. And the Pelican starters were Devontae Graham, who I believe scored like 28 points against the Bucks in that overtime disappointment where he was a real zone buster, uh, sinking deep threes over the over the Bucks. Uh, Josh Hart, Garrett Temple, Herb Jones, and uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. I almost said Wancho, his brother. I believe he's on the Celtics at this point. Uh, Giannis, Giannis and Grayson, again, the dynamic duo um, from last game. Uh foreshadow report slash 
uh, editor's note, the big corner three from Giannis to Grayson that I had mentioned about the previous uh, battle actually happened later in this game. Uh, but we will uh, get there when we get there. Giannis and Grayson each scored uh, five of the Bucks' first ten points, and the Bucks went on a uh, went on a nine zero run from about the four to the uh, minute forty five mark in the first quarter, and the Bucks held a 27-24 uh, lead after the first quarter. Giannis with eight points and six rebounds to uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker's uh, seven points. Bobby Portis got uh, got a technical foul after being tangled up with uh, with Willie Hernan-Gomez. Uh, Giannis would help out his guy Bobby with getting... Uh, two huge jams early in the second quarter. The first of those was over uh, our our friend Billy. Um, however, uh, Jackson Hayes would dunk uh, would dunk on both uh, Giannis and uh, Jordan Nawara. I believe uh, that was two dunks on two on two separate possessions. Uh, and Giannis would get a technical foul. Um, I believe, yeah, I don't remember he got a technical foul later on in this week. Um, if this is the only one that I know for sure, this was the one that probably uh, caused the most angst for Bucks fans as it was... One of those where Giannis was just um, upset at the situation. Um, of course, impossible to say if it was at the ref or just the fact that he had gotten dunked on, but uh, Giannis uh, slapped the stanchion uh, in frustration and he got whistled for that. Um, so. In the end, not super consequential. We won comfortably, but um, yeah, when the game's still in the balance, that can be really annoying uh, for fans to see, uh, especially when the NBA's been under fire for for at least a decade for being soft. Uh, but I mean. I guess that's what technical fouls are for 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 controlling the players and keeping the peace but i don't know what for Giannis uh, could have easily just been uh, upset at himself i believe there was kind of a, a viral clip earlier in the season where tatum got a technical for uh for slamming the ball uh up against the ground but it wasn't like he he threw he threw it against the ground and it and it launched into the stands or anything. Um, yeah, just an unpleasant viewing experience, if, if nothing else, but uh, no big deal. By halftime, the Bucks were still up uh, 64 to 56. Giannis had uh, already had 17.7 rebounds and five assists to uh, Jackson Hayes' uh, 
13 points. The Bucks would go on a 7-0 run um, between the end of the first half and uh, a Willie Green timeout early in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bucks would come out of that Willie Green timeout and go into a 2-3 zone, but that wouldn't stop, uh, stop the Pelicans' penetration, I thought. Um, Josh Hart, pardon me, was... Uh, was especially uh, impressive attacking the basket, and I was validated earlier this week when uh, I forget exactly who it was. Um, if I had to take a shot in the dark, it was probably your uh, athletic NBA. Athletic NBA show Saturday Slam and Jam where they focus on on um, on one team in particular uh, at during about the I don't know in the last uh, twenty minutes maybe of of every Saturday show and they do a they do a really fun uh, trivia game uh, Andrew versus the Beat that's. Uh, I don't know. It's the same format, but it's still one of my favorite podcasting moments of the week every week. And uh, of course, I'm a sucker for uh, NBA trivia. They actually got the Milwaukee Bucks for this coming week. I have been uh, wondering for damn near a year when when uh, when they finally spin the wheel on the Bucks. But I'll report back to everyone else on that. Uh, I just meant to point out that the Pelicans beat um, noted the same thing uh, about uh, Josh Hart and his uh, improvement in attacking the basket. And again, I don't know for sure if that was from the Saturday Slam and, Chant, Slam and Jam. I just uh, happened to give out a free free ad because I like that show. Um. Giannis would hammer it on Heron Gomez's head again, and he would also uh, drain an elbow J in a quick succession in the third quarter. Uh, but Jackson Hayes would catch another lob. Uh, this time it was wide open uh, after, <clears throat> excuse me, after a Bucks miscommunication. Um. After three quarters, the Bucks would lead 96 to 82. Giannis with 24 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists to Jackson Hayes' 15 points and three rebounds. Giannis um, would continue on scoring eight Bucks points in a row, including a poster on uh, Gary Clark. I must pause for a moment because I was thinking. Um, I was thinking about this individual as well, uh, going back to some heated matchups with uh, none, none other than the eight-seeded Orlando Magic. Uh, I believe Giannis and Gary Clark had some history from that series. Um, I... 
doesn't ring a bell exactly a particular picture in my head like the headbutt against Mo Wagner, but uh, but it all came rushing back to me um, when uh, Giannis detonated on Gary Clark because uh, Giannis clearly stared down uh, Clark and. I don't know. Giannis can have his comical moments like when he called uh, Ben Simmons an effing baby. And um, then, of course, the uh, viral clip of Giannis uh, supposedly having some choice words for Marcus Smart. But I believe uh, I be I believe the air was cleared on that one, too. And when Thanasis uh, told the press that uh, Giannis is just upset that he didn't that he didn't uh that he didn't dunk on Marcus Smart in that moment but still clearly a ton of disrespect directed at one dude um staring him right in the face very bold moment that um that seems to have come from somewhere and uh basically I think Gary Clark had it coming uh moving on uh Bud would unsuccessfully challenge a soft call uh, for uh, Willie Heron and Gomez. This was, uh, you know, deep in the fourth quarter when the Bucks would end up with a with a comfortable victory here. So definitely not necessary with the game hanging in the balance, but it's clearly really soft. I believe Wes Matthews was one of the guys who had a who had his hand on the ball, if not, if not another buck as well. I'm not uh, positive if Giannis was the second guy, but Giannis was uh, adamant walking towards towards the bench, signaling that that Bud ought, ought to challenge the call. And uh, I I think I'm usually quicker to criticize Bud for his usage of the challenge. Uh, for example, maybe if this was a close game and it was uh, it was earlier on in the fourth quarter, I maybe would have been more skeptical. But I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have been, depending on circumstance. Of course, every game is a snowflake. But once you get in the fourth quarter, maybe you ask yourself uh, what you're using it for. Uh, I think the game I was at um, myself in person uh bud might have used it uh in the first half but i think uh the bucks were also winning uh against subpar opposition then as well and uh in the end if it helps uh if it helps show your star player that that you trust him and in several aspects like this uh why the heck not even if uh even if the challenge was unsuccessful. Uh, later on in the fourth, Bobby would get whistled for his fourth foul, uh, at the, and uh, that forced the Bucks to go small for uh, most of the final period, and that would also help Giannis reach a triple double after he um, after he, after he. Got a steal, and then the um, 
one of the most memorable plays of the week and the uh, famous assist that I had uh, thought was a game earlier, but clearly was not, uh, was a no-look pass to Grayson Allen in the corner for uh, for the last uh, Giannis assist, um, his 10th snagging him the triple-double. Um, and um, with the game nearing its uh, nearing its 23-point margin of victory, uh, we'd get some Javante Smart, Sandro Mamukelishvili, and uh, Javin Delurier uh, uh, action. Of course, I had to decide to to use last names there, and I and I messed it up. So, apologies, Javin, if uh, if if I uh, if I left some French out of your name there. But uh, might be a familiar name for some. Um, I believe Javin was uh, actually on a training camp deal with the Bucks uh, in the preseason, so it's a welcome sight to see him uh, back in it. I was somewhat interested in him for, if nothing else, his uh, 6'10", 237-pound frame course uh playing a position of need for the bucks uh with uh demarcus cousins uh decision day coming dangerously close let's see if i can get to it uh soon enough here i know they had it on uh spot track but while i get there um not only did uh, Jobin hop into the action, but um, something that may not quite bode incredibly well for DeMarcus Cousins for uh, the fewer and further between guys who actually want to see Boogie stay on this team. Um the Bucks signed Luke Cornett to a 10-day deal after he recently finished his 10-day with the Cavs. Uh, people may have first seen him on the bench for the uh, for the next game that I'll get to against the Pistons. Of course, Luke Cornett's uh, uh, probably most famous for his uh, for his three-point shooting at the big man position. I remember he had a nickname uh, while he was on the Knicks, but uh, they called him the Unicornet. So hopefully he can live up to that in some regard, uh, especially if uh, he ends up being our our third big behind uh, Portis and uh, the injured uh, Brook Lopez. And uh, for some reason, I just I can't get to this uh, this page quickly enough. Oh, here it is. So, uh, according to Spot Track, Demarcus Cousins' deadline uh, date um, 
as well as Wes Matthews is January 10th. So um, I believe beyond uh, that point, uh, DeMarcus and Wes's uh, contracts will be guaranteed for the rest of the year. Um, Boogie uh, signed slightly earlier than Wes. He That would mean that Boogie would make uh, $2 million, $4,000, $2,004,000, and $47, whereas Wes would make $1,958,501. So, um, I would say, I don't know, I'm really torn on this, so I'm just going to regurgitate what I had heard um, <laughs> elsewhere this past week. Um, the consensus is probably that Wes Matthews, if you had to choose between one of the two, um, would be uh, the favorite to stick around with the team beyond January 10th, but Bucks could just keep both of them. They could keep Boogie because um, he plays more of a position of need at this point. Um, but but Wes might be more playable, playable in the playoffs, so... I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at uh, time will tell. Uh, and then to close out here, I'm going to get into the final uh, game of the week. Um, and that is, uh, yeah, the spoiler of the week that I blamed on uh, both myself for uh, putting off the show maybe an extra day. Uh not allowing me to, to be able to record on an uh, undefeated week, but also the broadcast for um, kind of their main talking point being uh, the Bucks looking for their seventh straight uh, win before the game had even started. But also, definitely a game the Bucks should win considering uh, considering that... I believe, and I'm going to the standings quick. I believe the Pistons were the were in last place. Well, they're tied for the, the lowest wins in the association with the Magic, whom we whom we also played twice this week with only seven wins. So uh, perhaps that game. Um, or maybe previous games in which we defeated the Magic, uh, put them into that 14th spot instead of the 15th. But really nitpicking there, uh, making excuses. We There's really no excuse for not winning these games, especially when we have uh, starters that we've been getting used to since uh, Brooks' departure after game one. Drew, Grayson, Chris, Giannis, and Portis to the Pistons. Uh, you'll notice without Jeremy Grant, um, that wasn't necessarily on my radar, so I can't say whether or not that's due to health and safety protocols or not. Um, yet they had number one pick, uh, Kate Cunningham, last year's uh, 
top 10 pick Killian Hayes, Amadou Diallo, Sadiq Bey, who dropped a career-high uh, 38 points and eight threes against the Bucks, and uh, Trey Lyles, who, uh, memory serves me right, he... Uh, had a had a solid game off the bench for the Bucks last time they faced. Um, but um, if you if you got the chance to tune into this one uh, from the opening whistle, it probably wasn't uh, maybe the most shocking that this would be. The letdown game, if we had to have one, because the Bucks came out uh, sluggish early in the first quarter. I thought, uh, allowing some some quick offensive rebounds and um, not closing out on threes uh, as well as uh, as we've come to expect. But Drew Holiday would do what he does. Uh, and uh, play some bully ball against the young team, as the as the Bucks uh, really seem to need that uh, spark from the jump. And uh, Giannis would also beat the buzzer at the end of the first quarter, thirty to uh, thirty to twenty eight, to give the Bucks the lead going into the second period. Uh, of note is that Giannis had, uh, I believe, three dunks in the first quarter alone. That. Uh, that probably excited some Bucks fans and made the made you question why the why the score was so close. Uh, Josh Jackson would uh, dunk all over Boogie Cousins. Um, it was not pretty, but Boogie would get um, would uh not necessarily um, he wouldn't necessarily get Jackson back, but he would redeem himself by finishing strong. Um, threw Luca Garza and put uh, Luca right on his ass, uh, really uh, barreling through him. Of course, Garza not a small guy himself, but uh, real aggressive stuff from Boogie. What we like to see. Um, the Bucks would uh, also close the second quarter on a 13-0 run from about the six to the. Uh, 145 minute mark in the second quarter. However, the Pistons would go on a 13-0 run of their own uh, to start the third quarter. Uh, after uh, I noticed Giannis uh, uncharacteristically missed um, missed a bunny uh, right underneath the basket, and uh, then Kate Cunningham would. Uh, charge down court for a transition dunk and uh, yeah really the lack of transition defense uh, the broadcast pointed out was what dug the Bucks uh, their hole early in the third quarter and uh, I mentioned from the jump that, that I didn't think the Bucks were uh we're doing great, uh, limiting second chances for the Pistons, but they made up for that um, a little bit. I remember, um, of course, I just watched this game last night, so top of mind, but Pat was interviewed going into halftime after their 13-0 run, and Pat pointed to um, the Bucks making a point to 
um, try to create some extra possessions themselves. And uh, yeah, I remember um, despite the eye test, the Bucks were winning the offensive rebound uh, battle in the third quarter to try to fight back. And uh, another uh, super memorable moment uh, from the week was Drew Holiday with an absolute circus reverse lefty layup uh, blowing by um, former uh, Milwaukee Buck uh, Justin Robinson with with the ball just barely kissing the top of the glass, uh, if at all, really. Um, yeah, just a just a stellar Drew Holiday game to say the least. But um, we'll get some we'll get into some more uh, Drew Holiday moments later on once we get into the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, the Pistons had overtaken the lead behind that 13-0 run. Uh, early in the third, uh, 85-87 Pistons, but Drew Holiday had uh, tally 23 points, three rebounds, and five assists to Sadiq Bey's, uh 28 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. Uh, the end of the third, uh, Bay would tie his career high uh, of seven three-pointers made before eventually getting to eight and beating his record, which got him to his 38-point uh, career high uh, at the final buzzer. And uh, speaking of Drew Holiday stepping up, he scored the last nine bucks points while closing out the third quarter. But uh, Drew would get uh, a rare technical and delay of game call after he thought he got absolutely mugged by... Uh, Justin Robinson, but um, the refs apparently didn't think um, Drew earned uh, a trip to the line. Uh, yeah, I personally don't remember it being so egregious, but uh, it clearly must have been with uh, Drew being so shaken up. He had a <laughs> He had a he had a real stoic, uh, pissed off look on his face that even scared me uh, through the TV. And yeah, we talk a lot about Drew being kind of um, the real uh, steady hand. Um, yeah, that the squad needs. So it was. Uh, is really a shock for Drew to, I guess, lose his cool a little bit, but that might be a bit of an exaggeration. Um, I ought to also say that uh, uh, Josh Jackson, in particular, did a really good job uh, defending Giannis. I'm not positive um if if he was the one defending him the whole game but we've seen it before where uh a guy who's actually uh who's actually smaller can sometimes um 
hurt Giannis a little more. Might be counterintuitive, but if you think about it, uh, I don't know. It's just the idea of of a guy with uh, quicker hands that Giannis is is less used to, and uh, you know, really makes uh, Giannis's work cut out for him. Uh, forces Giannis to really get into his bag with his ball handling instead of just uh, you know getting around a big man with a quick with a quick first step that he has compared to other. Uh, NBA forwards, but uh, yeah, obviously Jackson, as we saw dunking all over all over Boogie earlier, is uh, quite athletic, and he's also uh, really long. That's what that's what helped him be a top four pick uh, coming out of the draft. So obviously he did something because. Uh, at halftime, Giannis had had already tallied 19 points, but uh, Drew was our scoring leader with 23 going into the fourth quarter. And uh, yeah, in general, Giannis just didn't look uh, quite like the guy we had seen two nights prior uh, when he was celebrating with his enormous and long outstretched arms with... Uh, You know, putting out th- putting out three fingers on each hand after uh, you know after putting up a triple double. Just uh, not the same guy, and uh, got to give credit somewhere. So uh, it's due for uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, Giannis would get a little bit of a break, uh, and he'd drive past Amadou Diallo, but. Uh, again, an example of Giannis not looking quite like himself. Uh, Diallo would uh, follow up Giannis's drive with, with just a uh, short, quick little flip shot over him, which you'd think Giannis could pretty easily bother, uh, Diallo being only uh, 6'5 or 6'6, but um, yeah, just didn't get quite the same... Uh, reaction from Giannis that we'd expect uh and uh speaking of baskets over Giannis Cade would also drain a three over Giannis and Giannis would try to respond um with a trans with an early transition three on the other end but he would absolutely clank it off uh off the rim and I'll admit I was pretty much ready to uh, check out of this game and uh, fully commence the Sunday scaries, but uh, Drew Holiday would stroll up for a uh, for an uncontested uh, transition three to uh, you know bring it down to maybe a two possession game, but uh, but then uh, Drew and the Bucks were unable to recover. Um, an absolute brick off of the rim from uh, from Cade Cunningham, and he get his own offensive rebound um, with less than a minute to go, and the Bucks would end up losing one hundred six to uh, one fifteen. So, um, yeah, unfortunate to end the week on a on a sour note and end a uh, 
12-game winning streak against the Pistons. I think that was actually Bud's first loss against Detroit in his Bucks tenure. Uh, but thankfully, we're still NBA champions. And I feel like I could stand to mention that a bit more. In fact, I'd hope that I'd say it at least once every episode. So at the end here, there you go. Uh, not so subtle reminder, Bucks are NBA champions. So even if we don't go undefeated for the week when we should against some uh, slimmer foes, it's okay because games will matter uh, much more once the, you know, once the weather starts to get a little warmer up here in Milwaukee, but I'll still share that with you when the time comes. And with that, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.